0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Direct. Hard-hitting. No holds barred. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I'm just checking emails, and it's it's amazing how polarized people's views are on the issue of Patrick Brown, Kent Herr and the whole issue of sexual harassment and sexual assault. Some are saying uh, if the accusers are not going to identify themselves, then nothing should move forward with the case. Others are saying it's about time that uh, that women had an opportunity to do what men have done, and that's hide behind or or, or not. Uh, be identified for explaining what happened to them and holding men accountable. Uh, And several people have expressed interest in what I told you we were going to be doing at the top of the next hour, and that is we'll have a public relations expert and crisis management expert on, and the question is, should uh, Brown and her have hired a crisis management expert and a public relations firm to represent them? Here's a story I'm sure you've seen over the last couple of days, and it's very disturbing. An eight-year-old boy has died from flesh-eating bacteria infection, and this is several days after falling off his bike. There were a series of amputations. They saved, uh, failed to save his life, and it's always a challenge to overcome this flesh-eating disease with uh, antibiotics. And so the question now is, is this necrotizing fasciitis, I think that's what it's called, an example of antibiotic-resistant bacteria striking. Jason Tetro joins us, Canadian microbiologist, the germ guy, the author of The Germ Code and The Germ Files, joins us from Edmonton. Jason, a a tragic story, a a frightening story. What is this flesh-eating disease?
1: Well, actually, it is something that is um, a a bacterial infection primarily, Um, and it is... uh, of one of these things that we call progressive disease. In other words, um, it can happen pretty much to anybody as long as a few conditions are met. And unfortunately, in the case of this eight-year-old boy, it was met. First off, you have to have uh, an injury that gets below the standard protective barrier of the skin. And in this case, he had a major gash. Uh, I think it was in his uh, thigh. Um, secondly, the bacteria have to be able to stay in there. Now, normally, and I've, I've actually gassed myself uh, in the leg a few times in the past, um, there'll be a, a disinfection routine before they sew you up with the stitches, and usually that works, but sometimes they miss. And when that happens, these bacteria, which really like to have you know, a nice warm and moist environment with lots of food, will start to grow And then there are a number of, about a dozen different types of species that produce a particular kind of protein that, and I hate to say it, it actually dissolves your flesh. That's why we call it flesh eating disease. And while it's doing that, it's growing, and eventually it gets into your bloodstream and starts to spread around your body. And this can happen in as little as 24 to 48 hours. And by 72 hours, you really are in a life or death situation. Even though you may not even realize it until you've reached that 48-hour stage,
0: All right? And so this is why they moved him from hospital to hospital, and they they did amputations in order to try to get ahead, ahead of the uh, of the bacteria, and it yeah. and it didn't work. Is this a, should we be looking at this and saying maybe this has something to do with what we've been talking about, and that is the antibiotic-resistant bacteria are more and more making their presence. Known, and we've been told that our healthcare system as we know it may be toast.
1: Well, I wouldn't necessarily call the healthcare system toast at the moment, but what it is definitely demonstrating is that we are starting to see more and more of these antibiotic resistant bacteria actually getting access into our bodies, um, sometimes just simply through no fault of our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once they take hold, if we're not dealing with them immediately, as soon as we find out about the injury, then what ends up happening is they they do get to have that sort of hold on your body, and as soon as that happens, even if you are treating with antibiotics, um, your chances are probably less than 50-50 that you're going to win the battle. And what's really troubling about this, and this is where the healthcare system sort of needs to step up, is. We can actually identify these bugs in as little as an hour to two hours. But unfortunately, in many of the healthcare institutions, that opportunity is just simply not there. Mm-hmm. In order for us to be able to deal with these types of infections, we need to have a much better uh opportunity to win the race if you will i know people say we're at war with germs but when it comes to something like this it's really a race mm-hmm. and when you're dealing with an antibiotic resistant bacterium you kind of dealing with the same bolt
0: well a very tragic situation and uh, a little boy oh one more question how often does this how frequently does this uh, disease make its make itself known
1: Well, it's actually not that uncommon. Um, I mean, granted, it's still only uh, a few hundred uh, to, you know, a few thousand cases worldwide. But the thing is, is that we are starting to see more and more of this happening. And if you remember correctly, back about a few months ago, we saw some people who had sore throats who ended up getting the same disease. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. Um, these bacteria are getting into your body they're not being treated well with the antibiotics they get into the bloodstream they spread and then they find that hold and then they start doing that uh, enzyme that starts eating you up so it's not just whether or not you know you fell into um, a lake like that one woman a few years ago or you you crashed your bicycle, uh, even if you have something like a sore throat we're really getting to a point now where it's really good to have A relationship with your healthcare professional so that you can be on top of these, you have a better chance at winning that race.
0: Jason, it's always good talking to you. Thank you so much. Microbiologist Jason Tetro, he's the author of The Germ Code and The Germ Files, joining us from Edmonton. We're back after this.